Hey everyone, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world. We've all seen those blue umbrellas on the beach. And if you see them, you can thank Shore Beach Services. Mike Wagner and his team at Shore Beach have been putting up umbrellas, lifeguarding, and keeping our beaches clean for over 30 years. Today, we had a chance to talk to him on our Five Questions With podcast. And it's so interesting. We went a little over five questions. So, Mike, you've been around the island for a long time. You're pretty much a fixture when it comes to the, you say, the beach and, and shore beach services. How did you get here? How did you arrive on Hilton Head? Uh, actually, my parents moved down here when I was in college. It was my freshman year in college. I went to, we were from Chicago, went to school up at University of Illinois. And uh, we'd come down here. Actually, they lived, they had a place over on Hague Point for a couple of years. Um, but honestly, it was 1992 that I first really came down to Hilton Head. Like we always went straight to, to Defusky, you know, went all the way around, got to the embarkation center, left. And I mean, I didn't really see the beach down here until 92. Wow. That's amazing. And so how many years have you been heading up Shore Beach Services and been doing that effort? So I worked a little bit in 92, um, you know, as a guard and and that sort of thing, kind of what all our people on the beach are doing now. I did that through 1995, left for a few years, um, lived up in Chicago a few years. And then 98 was when I came down full time and operations manager. Well, I know we all see those ubiquitous blue umbrellas up and down the beaches. Yep. I mean, they're everywhere, which is so great. And we're mm-hmm. just really fortunate. I don't think people have any understanding. Something we sort of take for granted, honestly, mm-hmm. as residents. How many lifeguards are on our beaches at any given time? Uh, we have a, and it's funny you ask that question because I should know it right off the top of my head. It's about 70 on our busier days. Uh, and that doesn't include our supervisors. There's usually, um, uh, four other supervisors out there, sometimes five or six, depending on the day. So that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's a lot of guards. So that's a lot of beach about, to cover. Yeah. We'll have about 90 guards this summer in order to accommodate days off and all that sort of thing. Have you had the same issue a lot of folks are having right now with workforce? Has that been a concern for shore beach services? That's been my favorite question lately because we, we haven't. And it's funny because we had, um, a couple interviews last week. And we'd just seen in the morning on, I think, the Today Show about they were talking about a national lifeguard shortage. And uh, I'm doing looking at our schedule for the weekend. I'm like, we've we've we're loaded. We've got a lot of people. That makes so us we've happy. been yeah, we've been real fortunate with that. You know, a lot of attention has come to the beach lately just because of COVID mm-hmm. and what's been happening with that. You know, it seemed to be the first place people were heading last year over Memorial oh, yeah. Day, which was a really busy. How has that changed? How was this year's Memorial Day weekend compared to last year's, do you think? Last year's for us was so different because since the beaches were, you know, closed, we had people out on the beach in April. But since they were really closed most of April, and I mean, when we talk about having about 90 lifeguards, we brought 60 or 70 of them in in like about a week and a half long period. Usually it's spread out over May. So it was pretty crazy because we had all those people come in and that involves getting them moved into housing. Um, and, and, you know, last year was just such a question mark on everything. It's like, well, we think we're going to be open, you know, the 20th, but who knows, something could happen. So it was really a lot of a last minute getting them in. And I 
last year, Memorial Weekend, I think we put all the umbrellas out and put uh, and started renting the equipment. I think it was either the Thursday or Friday Memorial Weekend. So and, you know, it was so it was chaotic to, to some extent. And then I think it was a little it was a bit less crowded last year. And this year was, I mean, full on busier than any Memorial Weekend I can remember. A lot of uh, pent up demand, obviously, to travel so. right now. People yeah. have that pent up demand. And what we always note and people, you know, visitors note to us is we forget that the island was planned to be what it is, mm-hmm. it was planned to be a resort. So therefore, there actually is some good spacing mm-hmm. that happens on that beach. And I think there's been a lot of attention, obviously, played to the trash issue. Mm-hmm. But there is trash on the beaches. People put it in cans. It happens, correct? Right. And that's correct. Y'all are tasked with, uh, with, with making sure our beaches are clean. Yeah, that's, that's a huge part of our job, um, getting the trash from the cans. I think a lot of people don't realize we're taking it from the cans to, the, to our dump site in order to get everything dumped. Um, yeah, for the most part, I know it gets reported a lot in the paper and elsewhere about you know, tons of trash. And I think people assume that means it's just laying out on the beach and we're picking it all up. No, I mean, yeah, there's some littering, but, but by and large, it's in the can. People are pretty good about it by and large. We were surprised, you know, our entire chamber staff did the beach cleanup, Mm -hmm. the most recent one. And your, your people are doing a great job because we literally had a difficult time finding trash on the beach. Yeah. I, I think our biggest, the biggest struggle we end up with, um, and, and we definitely appreciate any of those volunteer efforts because there's, I mean, there's no doubt there's stuff we miss, but I think you get into the uh, straws that, you know, maybe you don't see everyone. Fortunately, there's not as many cigarette butts as there used to be, but still those are, thin, you know, it's all those little things like the little rings off of uh, like plastic water bottles and stuff like that, or bottle caps. You know, I think sometimes those get you know, missed by our, our people a little bit amongst other things, of course. But I think when those volunteer efforts come out, it's definitely those, those small things are real. Hopefully again. What's the one thing you wish that, that visitors and and residents for that matter understood about our beaches? Uh, I think a few things. Um, One would be just to, to really understand the ordinances before you come out to the beach, take the time to read them. Um, because one of our jobs is to advise on those ordinances and with everything else we do, uh, it can be time consuming. Um, you know, we, I, I, for example, I know last year we probably advised, I think it was about 6,000 times on the animal ordinance. Um, and so people just know that and follow it. It's just, you know, however long, 6,000 times a minute, <laughs> you know, if we, if we don't have to advise on that and especially the new ordinances, um, the one with the, the holes where you can't dig holes deeper than a foot, uh, and that things have to be leveled off at the end of the day. We spend a lot of time advising on that. I know the turtle patrol and the, uh, turtle trackers spend a lot of, and we appreciate what they're doing when they go out and fill those in as well. Um, so a lot of time just spent advising on ordinances, um, it's an edu- it's educational. It's an educational process. Yeah. We have found with visitors that if you educate them and let them know mm-hmm. why, they're pretty pleased with the why behind it. Right. And yeah. I think the island is now adding island ambassadors to many of the beaches. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will also be of help as people are coming onto the beaches. Mm-hmm. They'll have a really great idea right. of, of what's going on. I know your guards are extremely well trained. 
to do what they do. And isn't there a competition? You guys do some type of uh, guard competition? Yeah, we do a lifeguard competition every summer, except we weren't able to last summer. Uh, and uh, we'll do that. We still don't have the exact date set, but we do it over three three nights over a couple weeks. Uh, swimming events, running events. Um, a couple of them are actually pretty fun to watch in person. Uh, a beach flag event that it, it's hard to explain exactly without seeing it, but it's guards face down, um, facing away from these, they, they're called flags. They're actually lengths of hose, like a foot long hose. And it's a little bit like we describe it almost like musical chairs. There's always one less than there are people. So it's a race to get those. And I know it sounds like, oh, the lifeguards are playing musical chairs. It, it gets intense, particularly uh, the guys. It doesn't take them long before they're diving. And uh, it's a it, it's a very intense competition, that part of it. And we'll send a team to Jack's Beach, Florida, to compete against um, basically teams from Virginia Beach down to Jacksonville Beach, about 200, usually about 200, 250 other guards. And we'll take a team of about 20 down to do that. Unfortunately, we're not super competitive with our team events, or I should say with team points, because um, there's a lot of events that involve these, um, I'll call them very souped up kayaks. They're, they're a lot, they're much faster and uh, we don't have those. So we can't compete in a lot of events, but individually well, over the years, we've had some some really good competitors. Um, I know last uh, the last time we did the competition in 2019, we had uh, a couple of our uh, guys that we had that are college swimmers from Brazil, and they teamed up to do this surf swim rescue race and won it at the regional level. So we went to a national competition up in Virginia Beach, and they came in fifth in wow. the nation. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 You know, as a chamber of commerce, we hear everything. We get a lot of interesting questions. I bet you get even more interesting questions than we do. Tell me, what do you think are some of the strangest questions beachgoers have asked your guards? A lot of them, you know, we actually talk about this during orientation and some of them that I remember being personally asked over the years. It's funny because I always try to explain to guards that they're there really aren't stupid questions, but sometimes the phrasing of what they're asking is just really strangely put. I remember personally being asked if um, what time the steamrollers come out to make the sand nice and hard. Um, I was. We've got metal hole diggers that we use to to put the umbrellas in. Uh, I was asked once if I was digging for the tide. <laughs> which I, I don't know what that could even mean. Um, I know asked one time, one of the um, container ships offshore, people are always very intrigued by what those are, which I, you know, I, you know, I don't blame them because you can't really tell from 10 miles out. But uh, somebody asked me if it was the Citadel, really? which I, why that would be a, a college that's on land in Charleston. I don't know. So those are some of the, the stranger questions I remember um, personally being asked over the years. What do you think, swimmers? What's the one thing your your guards end up going in the water for? What do you think is is something? Is it rip currents? Is it? We're fortunate not to have a lot of rip currents on Hilton Head. So as far as um, major rescues, we're fortunate not to have to do a lot of them. A lot of our stuff 
ends up being more land-based. Um, but things that happen in the water that we treat on land, stingrays is a big one. Um, stingrays, you know, we're dealing with, you know, hundreds a year. Uh, most of our guards will go through, you know, almost every guard on staff deals with a couple during the year at least. And then jellyfish is probably the biggest thing. It's definitely the biggest thing we deal with because we have the guards keep statistics on everything. And I mean, 20,000 in a year is kind of normal. That's amazing. And I know right now we have a lot of cannonball jellyfish yeah, up on the beach, yeah. which don't sting. Which don't sting. Correct. Right. That's when, when do, when do those, I think it's, is it sea nettles that are ours? Sea nettles are our main one. Yeah. Yeah. I always uh, look to the last week in June as kind of a guesstimate as the start and going about till end of August, you know, they'll linger after that. I have a feeling this year will be a little bit later. Because it's usually when the water warms up. And it really, I mean, fortunately, it hasn't been that warm. Not that it's been cold. It's been very comfortable. Um, but I think it'll be a little bit later this year just because the water hasn't warmed up. And I, I, if we've had any stings so far, I mean, it's been a few. But it ramps up real quick. Sure. That's part of, that's just part of the ocean and part of that life. We've actually had the question. Someone called our office to ask if we had, do you have sharks in your water? Right. And the S question. Yes. It's, it's, it's salt water. It's an ocean. Yes, right. there are sharks. So is that, you find a big concern for folks or is that something you guys deal with at all? For sure. And it's funny when you say that, because when I ask our, our past guards, when we're all in orientation together, give me an example of a kind of, you know, quote unquote, dumb question you've been asked. And they'll say that a lot. Are there sharks in the water? And I say, well, it's not, it's, if you think about what they're asking, it's not a dump. They know there's sharks in general in the ocean, but they're asking, like, do we see them? And we do a lot. I mean, we and we clear the water for 30 minutes if we see them. Um, and it's like if we if the thing pops up again, we'll clear. It's like the clock resets. So we do that frequently. So, I mean, I know a lot of times visitors are in the water and they start, you know, it's kind of actually. It's interesting to watch because the guard starts blowing the whistle and they're all like looking behind them and like, what's going on? Are you whistling at me? And it's like, yeah, please. There's a shark back out there. And fortunately, most of our sharks, you know, it's 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 not the one that uh, Chip Michael loves catching out in the winter. It's, you know, little three, four foot for the most part. Yeah. Um, it's just part of part of it. And, it, and I think people it. often forget because it gets reported. It's incredibly rare. It's incredibly rare to have a shark bite on yeah. our beach or any other beach for that. It matter. does it does happen, but uh, it is rare, fortunately. What are you most looking forward to about this season? That's a real good question. Um, I, I really enjoy the staff that we have so far um, because we hire a lot of college swimmers, and it ends up being um, a lot of foreign college swimmers, because you'd, you'd be amazed if you look at rosters of college swim teams, particularly in like the, the division two and three level, they're loaded with international. with international students. And so I know about a week or two ago, I was sitting in our orientation and I'm looking around, I've got a Croatian, two Italians, a German, uh, a Brazilian, uh, a kid from the Czech Republic. And they're, they're, they're all, they're, just fun to talk to, yeah. uh, you know, just learning a little bit about them. And I mean, our, our, our staff from, from the U S most of them aren't from here either. And so, you know, we've got, I mean, we, I know we've got a kid from 
somewhere called Mercer Island, Washington this year. It's like, I don't know, maybe they're the number two ranked island in the U.S. I'm not sure. But, <laughs> well, we always remember um, who's number one. So there you go. <laughs> but, uh, so, and you know, t- I, we just get people from everywhere. So it's, to me, that's always fun. And compared to last year where we missed out on so many things, I tell all the, our second year staff that I feel bad. Like they're almost first year guards again because they didn't get to do anything last year because we usually have cookouts and we have our lifeguard competition. And at the end of the season, we do a big lifeguard appreciation party. And we were just being, you know, really, really cautious with all that. Anything we could do to avoid big gas. I mean, we, I mean, even little things like our, our group photo, it's like, I know if we all go out and try to take a spaced group photo on the beach, I'll be yelling the entire time, get away from each other. You know, and so just kind of being past that, um, I'm excited about. Yeah, I think we're all excited about that. Oh, yeah. We are so glad to have y'all out on those beaches and guarding you do a fantastic job of what you do, Mike. So thanks for being part of our podcast. This no morning. problem. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Never miss an episode of the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast by subscribing to our channel on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon. Just about anywhere you can get the Chamber Channel podcast.